the magical season that they had last year? And if not, what teams in NFC East will emerge to take their place? Spencer G, I want to welcome everybody into Periscope. And uh, what are your thoughts on, on that particular topic? On the Philadelphia Eagles topic. And NFC East. And we can read your comments here as our microphones are working and everything is going smoothly. So the Philadelphia Eagles, and our feed's always going to be look like this, a tiny bit, Bruce. But the Philadelphia Eagles, I think it's so difficult to repeat. And you look at the coaches that have repeated in professional sports, and it's Bill Belichick, it's Greg Popovich, it is coaches like Phil Jackson. It's the greatest of the greatest repeat and build dynasties. Pete Carroll, you know, guys like him were one snap away from repeating as champions. You have to have incredible, incredible defense to repeat, and you just have to have an incredible, incredible team. And I look at the Eagles this year, and I think the competition in the NFC is going to be difficult for them. I can't predict how they will be poor because they are Super Bowl champions and on the field, it's hard to point to a position where they really struggle. The only point you can make against the Eagles is that Michael Bennett can fracture their locker room. Or you could possibly say that Doug Peterson is too young and that the NFL can catch on to a young football coach. Those are the only two things. Because when you look at the roster, there's a lot of positive aspects, obviously, of a championship team. I'm looking at it, and I see... Uh... I do see certain holes. Linebacker, for instance, they only have really one starting linebacker who's Nigel Bradham. Jordan Hicks has been injury plagued. He hasn't had a season in the last five years where he hasn't gotten hurt. Michael Kendricks, never a big fan here in Philadelphia of the organization, but I think the, the uh, actual fans here actually like him, and they, and they let him go in the offseason. And I think so linebacker is a big hole for them. I've got a guy named Nate Geary who's a converted safety from Nebraska, really had a pretty lackluster season last year. Yeah. He's been putting on weight. Supposedly he's up to about 230 now, and he's he's more of a weight of a linebacker. Also, looking at the running back position, they have Darren Sproles coming back after two major injuries. He, he blew out his ACL and also suffered a fractured arm on the same play. That's hard to do. And Darren Sproles at age 35 has announced this is his last year. you got Jay Ajayi who also has chronic knee problems, who obviously had a good year last year, and they don't have a real pound, they don't have a back, a real strong pounder, because they did lose their guy from last year. LeGarrette Blunt, who's, LeGarrette on, Blunt, who's on the Lions. LeGarrette Blunt signed with the Lions. So uh, what, I, what I see, obviously, is they have two really good quarterbacks. They have the MVP, MVP Nick Foles. Carson Wentz has been looked, he looks good, but everybody looks good when they're not taking hits wearing those red shirts. Right. And uh, looking at the wide receiver, Cordelson Aguilar had a breakout year last year. Obviously, Alshon Jeffrey, you can expect more. They learned how to throw to him. All you have to do is throw in his zone, and he catches the ball every time. In his zone? Anywhere near him. In other oh, words, yeah. you don't have to pinpoint a throw to Jeffrey. You just need to throw near him. Right. Look at Lane Johnson. He had a year where he didn't get suspended for PED, so that was a good year last year. That's positive. He was great last year. Jason Peters, they were rated Jason the top Peters offensive is, line. Question Kelsey, is, Brandon Brooks. No, Jason one. Peters is 36 years old this year. Uh -huh. how, how long 
Now that guy's, I think that guy's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's an Iron Man. He's played a long time. He won a championship. Jason Peters is a guy, is a guy that has certainly played a while. And, you know, looking at the offensive line, people that watch offensive line all the time, they look at Jason Peters and they really give him a ton of credit. I mean, this Eagles team, you know, going into this year, losing LeGarrette Blount, I don't even think that that's all that big of a loss because I think he's a bit older. I think he's going to struggle in Detroit. I just think that he, you know, when running backs hit that 30-year-old threshold, you know, LeGarrette Blunt is a guy also in the offseason. He got pulled over once for smoking marijuana with Le'Veon Bell in Pittsburgh. So it's not like he has a flawless track record in the summertime of being easy to be coached. Okay. So then you look at, they lose blunt. They lose Bo Allen, Vinny Curry. I think the bigger losses are the coordinators, John D Filippo, the guys in the building that can help Doug Peterson. And that's why we're going to have to see press Taylor and him as a quarterback coach. Can he develop Carson Wentz the same exact way? But for Carson Wentz, for this offense, they still have Brandon Brooks. They still have Vitae. They still have all their linemen that they got from Stephen TCU. Wadnew, don't forget Wozniewski yeah. had, had a great had a great year. The Oregon good State playoffs, kid. and they signed him to a three year deal last year. So I think he was a surprise last Howie year. Howie Roseman is always putting in new pieces. He's always thinking ahead, like Jay Wright. This year, Sidney Jones might get some real playing time. You know, at slot cornerback. So, you know, for the Philadelphia Eagles, there's really not a lot you could say negatively except a big move that I think was a negative was bringing in Michael Bennett. I just think Bennett's been a problem wherever he's been, and he was the catalyst for the demise of the Seattle Seahawks last year because that team fell apart. There were games where Seattle would lose by 40 points, and, and it wasn't like the talent disparity was that much. I don't think you're looking for Michael Bennett to do much more than be a rotational player. So the Eagles are not looking for him to be that leader like he was with the Legion of Boom. And you certainly look at other people. Barnett from Tennessee started the year with three sacks in the first five games, and everybody thought that, you know, he was going to be tremendous and um, kind of turned out to be a bit of a run stopper. But looking at this team, certainly Fletcher Cox is the leader. He is the $100 million man, actually $200 million man, and they're going to be looking to him. They're also going to be looking to their secondary, which is stable with their safeties are, are returning. They, they lost Patrick Robinson. And last year, they didn't think much of him. At this time, in a terrible preseason, terrible training camp. But as a slot corner, I'm not sure who's going to replace him. Patrick Robinson? That's right. I think Sidney Jones can replace him. Well, Sidney Jones, is one thing he had is called an ACL tear. Right. So. He hasn't, he hasn't played a – well, actually, he did. He played a meaningless snap in the Dallas game. Yeah. A few of them, actually. But that's a slot corner. You're, you're now picking – you know, you're picking, uh, you know, something that's so minuscule in terms of – Slot the, corner? In terms of – I don't think it's that minuscule. I think it's a pretty when important When you're a position. Super Bowl champion, I think that the apathy can set in. I think the age of Chris Long, of all these players, of Malcolm Jenkins, I don't think McLeod and Jenkins are going to play at the same level as last year. I think that since the Eagles have won, apathy is going to set in. I think the road will be a lot harder in the NFC with the Vikings getting so much better, with the Niners now having Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think it's going to be difficult for the Eagles to beat the Niners in the NFC. The, the Niners are my NFC pick to, to win, 
and then the Green Bay Packers too improve their team. You know, Aaron Rodgers now being healthy. So I just think Although this they NFC. Lost, they lost Jordy Nelson though, and I, I don't think you can underestimate that loss. Even though the Packers obviously didn't value him as much. I think as he's a little people. bit older, and I don't think he's going to do all that much in Oakland next year. You know, players go to Oakland for their careers to die. Much like Sacramento, same state, black <laughs> in, hole, in same, California same black region hole. in North California, exactly. So, but looking at looking at the Packers and Jimmy Graham, I think the Packers and their defense has really improved, and I think the NFC is just a juggernaut. Again, we're Rover Sports. We're here in Philadelphia. You can catch us on the TuneIn Radio app tomorrow, which is Wednesday night from seven to eight. You'll if you tune in six to seven, you'll hear football stories. Brian Baldinger, Gary Cobb, Dave Spadaro, and of course Al Thompson, our fearless producer. And uh, we're we're pulling up some stories here. Certainly Scott Frost and PJ Fleck, <laughs> two of our. We're switching gears now to something called college football. Yep, I For got my you, Ben Simmons shirt on as well, my friend Nuke Nuke Lalouche. <laughs> Who's Lalouche? <laughs> He's a guy on Paris. Welcome to Luke Lalouche. <laughs> La that guy doesn't need to buy a vowel. Emba Amute. Emba Amute. Luke Luke Emba. But uh, I have my yeah, Simmons shirt. But yesterday I triggered so many people in the Big Ten because I said P.J. Fleck would win a national championship. Did you get a lot of hostile reactions? Yeah. People trolling like you. This said, guy's off his meds. Is You're this doing- your first? Is this your first Periscope? They said you're doing a show from your kitchen. You lost all credibility if you ever had any anyway. Who is this kid? Can I have some of the drugs he's having? I bet I've, I've heard it freaking all. I've heard it all. You've heard every troll. I've heard it all. I've heard Well, I've heard a lot. I don't want to say I've heard it all because there's always going to be there's something always gonna be new. Better comments. There's always going to be new and better, more modern ways to be a troll. So we'll have to see what happens. There's always new ways to troll. Like the classic troll line is like people forget that the Cavaliers blew a three, one lead. Like people say that line a whole lot, you know, about yep. the Cleveland Cavaliers, but um, well, let's go around the or, NFC East now. Yeah. Let's talk about a team troll. that you're going to be covering the New York giants. Yes. On, yes. on August 1st, you're going to be there yes. with Rover sports. You're not going to be wearing any Philly attire because frankly, your allegiance is with the G-Men. It is with the G-Men, but I, I don't even know if I can wear a Giants polo either. I don't even you think can't. that's professional that, that's, that's, either. That's Bush, Bush League. I don't even think I can wear a school entitled logo. I'm going to have to wear a polo shirt probably, a, a brandless logo shirt. Like, like, like the president, like a, like an elected uh, politician? <laughs> yes. Brandless logo. <laughs> Not like Jason How Spencer. many brandless shirts do you own? Brandless, not um, many. Like brandless in Seattle, like like a Hanes white shirt. Those are bad. But polo, like a t-shirt. Yeah, wear like a t-shirt. They won't even let you pass security. I saw a friend that yeah, he, he I, I tried to have a buddy that tried to get into a nightclub and they kicked him out with just a plain white t-shirt on Shanko? a Hanes white t-shirt. It's not Shanko. It was <laughs> Sorry, Zach, it was Zach Cratchman. <laughs> That's good. Sorry, Matt. Sorry, you mean to uh, throw you under the bus with that one. Shankowski. Shankowski. But my buddy Lance Taylor, he was wearing a white shirt. He pulls it off, you know? You got to be cool. We want to thank. We're up to 20. We're popping. We've got 24 people on Periscope. Feel free to talk. Feel Feel free free to to, to type in comments. PJ wins the championship. It's like Howard what, Howard Eskin. No, let's read it correctly. PJ Fleck winning a championship would be like Howard Eskin winning a Pulitzer. That's a good Philly comment. 
Thank you, Philadelphia. Nobody else knows who Harold Duke Eskin Lalouche. is. She's putting together row Luke the boat. Lalouche. She's putting together row the boat and Howard Eskin in the one phrase. I don't even think those two have ever been. They've out never of been together. in the same sentence. <laughs> so let's talk about the Giants. Let's get down. The people want some red meat here. Oh yeah. Give us some facts. Some red meat is that I think the Giants can win the NFC East. And I was having this argument, obviously, in in, in this town that we're in, and it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's an argument that isn't very popular around here. As they're celebrating, you know, the Eagles winning a championship. As they're taking pictures with the Lombardi trophy. As they're taking pictures, right, because they only have one, and the Giants have four different locations. You can't even set up a Lombardi session. There's too many Lombardis. So the thing about the New York Giants is that Saquon Barkley is going to be there. Will Hernandez is there. Pat Shermer is going to be an elite-level coach that can finally take over for the New York Giants. And finally, the Giants are going to have a stable organization. Eli Manning, the time is running out for him to win his first championship. And if Eli Manning wins a championship, if Eli Manning wins a championship, he's going to be the next John Elway. He's going to be Terry Bradshaw. He's already fifth all time in throwing the football. And the offensive line here is getting addressed. The offensive line has Nate Solder, who's a huge improvement. You have Brett Jones. You got out Weston Richburg. You got out Justin Pugh. And Will Hernandez, Solder, and Brett Jones, and Patrick Omena, they're all going to be improvements. And then you stick Eric on the right side of the offensive line, and you can hide him a little bit, even though pass Eric rushers. Flowers, he's still going to be still, playing. He's very tough to hide. He's a big man. He's tough to hide. He's tough and, to hide. And, Especially his mistakes are very tough to hide. And defensive linemen. I'll tell you what, defensive linemen defensive linemen are still going to attack Eric Flowers because in this day and age in the NFL, defensive defensive line coaches, they send their guys in from the right side. So the way that Eric Flowers is going to need to operate, I still look at the Giants and this defense, Eli Manning, Pat Shermer, I think the Giants have what it takes to take this division this year. Let me tell you, I agree the Giants are in the up and up. Cer certainly Ben McAdoo was a complete disaster. You've got a lot of speed. You got you got Beckham returning. You're going to see a lot of these short slant routes. That's what they should be doing. And instead of these these plotting plays that, that McAdoo called, no. I think you're going to see a lot. You're not going to see quick hits. McAdoo was all about quick hits. You you even attended the Giants Eagles game if you remember that. You attended the Week Three game. Yes. Didn't McAdoo call slants every single play? There was no deep throws in that football game, right? They were all little passes. But Sherber is a product of the West Coast offense. You have to understand what that. What does Eli Manning throw? He's, well, he throws touchdowns, but he's also prolific in throwing interceptions. That's right. So why would you have him throwing little passes that are dangerous for interceptions? He's the. Don't you think Eli – I didn't say short. I just said he's going to be able to use – he's going to be able to space the field correctly. Saquon Barkley also catches the ball very well out of the backfield, as you recall, watching Penn State. That's something the Giants haven't had in a long time. Well, is Orleans Darkwest still on the team? Orleans, I don't believe he is on the team, but he could always be on the team. That's always going to be a question every year. I look at Eli Manning. I think he's better served throwing play-action long passes like he did with Kevin Gilbride because I think Eli's arm has been the biggest proponent for his entire career when he was throwing it to Knicks, when he was hitting Victor Cruz deep down the field. So I want to see Eli be able to stretch the field. Shepherd, I want to see big plays. Shepard is back. He's back. He's healthy. So you've got you've got Beckham is healthy. Supposedly, well, he's going to be playing for a big contract, you would say, right? I agree. I absolutely think so. And a lot of guys here, we have a couple of Cowboys fans. Actually, not a Cowboys fan. He, there's some guys that are saying on here. Comments. Comments that the New York Giants here, 
like no New Orleans FX. He might be from Nolens. He is saying that the Giants should have taken Josh Rosen, that they're going to finish worse than the Redskins and the Cowboys in the division and come in dead last. There's people here that think Nick Foles is better than Eli Manning. Even though Nick Foles had a couple of good playoff games. You mean Nick, like like the Super Bowl? I'm for not ta- yes, yes. But, a couple good playoff but, games. But again, that, that Patriots defense was not as good as the Falcons defense. And Foles struggled versus that Falcons defense. Okay. Eli Manning is going to be a quarterback that is so smart that him and Pat Shermer are going to get along. If Case Keenum can operate within Shermer's system, Eli Manning certainly can. And Eli keeps himself in good condition. He has two to three more seasons left. So I look at the Giants, and I think that the Giants are going to be successful. Let's talk about the defense. You got Snacks Harrison. You got you got the best in the NFC. I think you got the best defense backfield still. Luckily, uh, Jack Rabbit uh, Jenkins. Mm-hmm. He didn't kill anybody, even though they found a dead body in his basement. His his brother actually took the fall for him. <laughs> fall is, fall guy. He's the fall guy. Chris Carter. So usually when they find dead bodies in your basement, it usually <laughs> has it usually has a slight negative effect on it's your career. It's not good. Uh, hopefully we don't have any right here. But uh, but yes, yes. So that's my point. Is that uh, yes, the Giants. Max Harrison certainly one of my favorite players. I like a guy like that. He's a little up. He's a little sloppy, you know, in the abdomen, and you you gotta like that, you know. He's cagey. He can definitely uh, stuff the run really well. <laughs> That's what he does. He's That's paid. He to, does. He's paid he's to swallow up people. He's also a funny, he's, funny person. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. Uh, B.J. Hill. Uh, we'll have to see with with snacks and uh, B.J. Hill, and then Olivier Vernon's gonna have to step up. B.J. Goodson's gonna have to stay healthy. James Betcher. I mean, you. T- I don't know if you attended the Cardinals um, Eagles game, but the Eagles and Nelson Aguilar. I was had there. A big in bo- game. I was there in body only. Well, you know, you saw Nelson Aguilar when you know beat the the Cardinals defense. You saw the Eagles torch Arizona. Have the, so, so what is the point? So James Betcher was the coordinator of Arizona, and he loves to play cover one. He loves to send blitzes. So. It's not good when playing quarterbacks like Wentz, like Mahomes, that are elite deep ball throwers. So James Betcher's going to need to learn how to play a little bit of conservative coverage this year. And it's interesting. You don't know what you're going to see from James. I mean, he's a wild card as a head co- as a defensive coordinator. Well, you're looking at uh, – there's a, co- a comment about a game we will be attending, which is Thursday, Thursday night, opening night here in Philadelphia. Right. Eagles hosting the Falcons. The big question, of course, will be, will Carson Wentz really be healthy for that game? I think not. I think his ACL will not be mature enough. The graph won't be ready. And I think you'll see Nick Foles. But certainly Matt Ryan has something to prove. Although a guy who hails from Philadelphia, I can't recall him playing a good game here. I think he's – my recollection is he's 1-3 and three here at his hometown. He usually plays poorly here. Uh, what, what If you had to just snap to predicting that game, what do you see? Julio Jones, a little bit of disruption here. Not coming to training camp. Who likes training camp? The answer is nobody. Julio is jonesing for a big contract, obviously. Well, the Eagles are not very good versus cover three. They struggled against Seattle, and Dan Quinn is from Seattle. The Seahawks beat them in Seattle. And last year, the Atlanta defense played very well against Nick Foles. And Nick Foles and the Eagles, in a lot of ways, were fortunate to advance to the conference finals last year by beating Atlanta. So I see a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be maybe a three-point ball game. I would definitely take the under. I look at can Matt Ryan beat the Eagles, and I am going to say that the Falcons will win twenty-four to twenty. I think it'll be a close game, though. 
maybe 20 to 17. Hey, I believe the uh, the fans are going to be there. They're going to be able to uh, welcome home the champions. The Eagles, they had a huge home uh, field advantage last year. They only lost one game, I believe, at home. I think it's going to be crazy. It's going to be a huge tailgate. The fans are going to be a little bit rowdy, actually a lot of bit rowdy. Yeah. And and I think they're going to propel. They're going to be loud. Matt Ryan's going to get rattled. I'm predicting uh, a comfortable victory, 31-14. to 14. Eagles will, will cruise in that game. But there's certainly a lot of pitfalls in the schedule. We'll be going away to Nashville against the Titans. I think that's going to be a very tough game. I believe the Eagles, are they away in New Orleans next year? And at the I, Superdome? I, I don't believe so. they might be for one okay. game. Yes. We'll have to we'll check the schedule. But certainly New Orleans is one of the teams I fear the most. And also I agree with you, Garoppolo is going to propel the 49ers into being a contending team. I think the Rams, we've discussed this before. I think the Rams are going to take a step back despite giving Todd Gurley an amazing the, the, a record-setting contract for a running back. Do you want to talk about that breaking news? Yeah, I can. I wanted to ask you, though, do you think the Eagles are going to repeat next year? I actually do. Now, again, it's a, it's a long way. You think the Eagles away. will win the Super Bowl? Start putting, start going to Vegas. Start putting money down. Well, I'm not because, you know, obviously uh, we're here in Philly. Uh, I've been an Eagles. So you seat. think Doug's going to win two well, champions? Gonna, let me answer the question first before you chop into it. Wow. So, again, being an Eagles season ticket holder for 50 years, I, I don't think it's statistically likely. I'm not going to bet on it. But, you know, my gut feeling is I think they're as good as any team. Like any team, they have to avoid injuries. The the NFC is much more difficult this year. The AFC, I don't think, is, is getting much better. But uh, I, I think the Giants are going to – I think the Giants and Eagles are both going to make the playoffs. One of them is going to be a wild card. Yeah, I mean, so 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 with the Eagles winning another Super Bowl, you think that Doug Peterson is is amongst the Joe Walsh, Bill Belichickian? No, kind of not guys. at all, not at all. Winning two championships that would put him on a pedestal that that would be already that maybe the top ten in the NFL history in terms of being a coach. As far so as the start, it would be, but I believe in longevity. How could you compare a guy? In, with three years in the league? Well, uh, let's look up coaches who have won two Super Bowls. Did Joe Gibbs win two? I think he did. Yeah, he's one of the best ever. Name a coach who's won two Super Bowls that's not amongst the best ever. Winning okay. it twice. Chuck, Chuck Knoll, I would think, won maybe four Super Bowls with, with Bradshaw and the Steelers. So and he's, the point and is, he's epic. I'm just not sure what the point is. He's a young, the, he's a young the point, coach. He's the point is, coming. it's so difficult to repeat that uh, that I just don't think it's going to happen. I'm just going to play the percentages that I don't think it's going to happen. It might not, but the fact is, if I look at the team, I look at certain variables. They've got great team chemistry. I think there's good people on this team. There's not a lot of malcontents. You pointed out Michael Bennett. Mm-hmm. I think he's, he will stick out as a malcontent. What about uh, the guy from Miami that you acquired last year? He got traded for J-J. B for not getting along there with the coaching staff. You know what's good, though? He had something to prove when he came here. Jay Ajay was a model citizen and and did well. And actually, So, so far, had, had so far it's, a hun- it's a honeymoon stage. Let's see when adversity hits. We'll see. It's true. When teams are winning... It always works out well. When teams are losing, look, look at the Giants last year. Mm-hmm. I think some people think that certain certain Giants quit on McAdoo last year. Yeah. And I think you could think of some guys. Look at the defensive backfield. There was a lot of discourse in the, between the defensive backs, as you recall. Absolutely. And I, I wanted to point that out as well. We have some Dallas fans in here. We could certainly Let's talk about down. their comments. The Let's Cowboys. talk about Dallas. What do you Let's talk about the Cowboys? Well, I, I look at the Cowboys. I, I don't think they're going to be very good. I, I don't like their head coach at all, Jason Garrett. 
I don't think a lot of people like Jason Garrett, so that's not exactly going out on a, a going out on a limb there. Uh, I look at Dak Prescott, and I think he was a good college quarterback with Dan Mullen. He had the perfect formula for a big season. The NFL didn't have tape on him. He had Zeke Elliott at peak of powers, and maybe Zeke can get back that power. But Des Bryant is no longer there. Jason Witten is retired. Who's going to fill that void at tight end? Is it going to be the Baylor basketball player, Rico Gavers? So we'll have to see. I don't think that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be very successful. I don't think Dak is going to be a long-term franchise quarterback. I see him tanking. I watched him versus the Eagles last year. He didn't take it to that defense. He's not a guy that can hit you with deep balls. He doesn't scare you at that position. I actually disagree in one sense. I I do believe in Dak Prescott, and I do believe in Ezekiel Elliott. My concern is the the Dallas defense. Sean Lee can take you only so far. Again, he gets hurt almost every year. He is certainly an an all-pro player. But I'm looking at the rest of the Dallas defense. Their secondary has been depleted. I'm not really a big fan of their defensive line. So I, I see their defense as, as really a big hole. I see them at the bottom of the division. Again, Washington remains Washington. Alex Smith, not too excited about that acquisition. Dan Snyder, since he, he took over the team, just a dysfunctional owner. We, you know, we talked a lot this weekend. We hung out with some people from Washington. They actually... Uh, pulled a sponsorship from because he was such a jerk. An interesting uh, Dan Snyder story is he actually sits at a desk that's really propped up, and he looks down upon people in his office. So kind of a jerk. And, again, we have a lot of Redskins fans, and it's it's a storied franchise. I, I like to see competitive games. Usually the, the Redskins split with the Eagles. They actually play the Eagles very well. Last year was unusual. The Eagles beat them both times. Yeah. Uh, I look at Washington. I think the Alex Smith acquisition was horrid. I, I don't get what people see in this guy. I mean, he couldn't even beat the the, the hapless Mike Malarkey-led Titans. He's not a big-time player. He can only get you so far. He's mediocre. I really, really dislike a lot of parts about Alex Smith's game. He never takes chances with the ball. I'd rather have a player throw interceptions than have an Alex Smith that never takes chances. After the New England game, people thought that Alex Smith was a different guy. During the season, he showed flashes of brilliance. But when it counts, the guy's a complete, complete dud. So... The thing about Washington is they have Darius Geis there, who is okay, but they still have uh, their defensive coordinator, Greg Minuski. They are a stale, stale defense, a stale, stale defense, okay? Their linebackers are old and stale. You do have Kerrigan's, but you have Zach Brown. You have Preston Smith. You have guys that have just been there a long time. Outside of Josh Norman, could you name any good secondary players that they have? No, they traded away Fuller to the Cleveland to the Kansas City Chiefs with the Alex Smith trade. And then DJ Swearinger has been hurt pretty much every year. So the Redskins, they just are a frustrating team. I want to see them tear this apart, rebuild, get in a new culture, a new head coach. Both Dallas and the Redskins need a reboot of coordinators. They, so. they never change coordinators, these these teams, you know? Do you see do you see the Gruden could jumpstart Alex Smith's career? I mean, Alex Smith has had like a decent career. He's had a successful career. He's won playoff games before. 
He's won playoff games, but I just don't think he's an elite level player. I think Kirk's going to be a lot better than Alex Smith. I like Cousins. I think I, I liked more. Kirk Cousins. I think they butchered it. He should have signed him to a long term deal. I'm not. I'm not yeah. sure. They didn't see what I we mean, saw. Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Kirk is a good quarterback. It's good that he's playing on a great team in Minnesota. If they drafted an exciting quarterback like a Mayfield or Josh Allen, it would have helped. The relationship there was dead with Kirk Cousins. So here's, so a, here's I think a question. It was good for both. Question: parties, Lisa so. from Reading says, "I would have just drafted." Yeah. Okay. We we always uh, Lisa from Reading. We want to thank her from Loggy. We are Rover Sports in Philadelphia. Bruce the Sports Talk with Spencer G. She has a question. She said that uh, she actually bet somebody that Cleveland would not be the worst team in the league. She bet a sizable amount of money. Do you believe that the Cleveland Browns are the worst team in the league? And if not, who is taking that place? I don't believe they're bad. It's trendy to think Cleveland is good now because of Jarvis Landry and Josh Gordon and all these paper, paper tigers that Cleveland has kind of assembled like David and Joku. They just look at the roster and you look at the roster in in August and, and July and think that Cleveland can be an elite level team. Cleveland is not going to be that great. I'm not a Tyrod Taylor guy. You can tell me after this, after talking, if you believe that Tyrod Taylor is elite. I don't think Tyrod Taylor is elite in the in the least. I think that people felt bad for him because of the Nate Peterman situation. He's not underrated. He's actually an overrated player. I'm excited for Baker Mayfield to take over that organization. Hugh Jackson has not been very good. He's not the worst in the league. He's not the He's worst. He's certainly the best coach who was who got rehired after a winless season. And he might be the only coach who's been able to say <laughs> Yes, that. yes. So I, I, Cleveland, I don't think they're the worst. I think the New York Jets and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be the worst. You, wait a second. You're saying the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be the yes. worst? Can you say that to your friend Jacksonville Jag I've man? told him that the Jags are going to be bad. I think the L.A. Rams have a chance to be bad. I think that the Colts. They're the teams that are slight. How about the Colts? Are they going to be Col- bad? Colts, Rams, Jags, you, all of them under question, six wins. Here, here's a question here. Miami Dolphins. We have a question from a Dallas fan, and he actually asked a question about the Indianapolis Colts. He says, will Andrew Luck play this year? Will he ever get back to it, or will, will he be – a uh, horribly broken guy with a glass shoulder. That is the question. Will Andrew, obviously, as luck goes, so do the Colts. It sounds from your comments, you think he will not be back and that they will be going sideways. I would just kind of be surprised with Andrew Luck because all these seasons you you kind of just believe that Andrew Luck, you know, you, you sort of believe that Andrew Luck can be successful and that Andrew Luck, you know, that he's on the verge of playing and he just never seems to even be close. So I would say no to that. What do you think about Andrew Luck and his prospects? I think uh, he reminds me of Chad Pennington in the sense that he's had many shoulder surgeries. He's never going to quite get back to it. He won't be a franchise quarterback again. He takes a lot of the cap space for the Colts. I do believe they're going to have another crappy season, fire their coach, and continue to spiral downward. Absolutely. Bruce, it was a great periscope. You have any other NFL, you have any other NFL comments you want to get to? No, I think the comment is I want to thank everybody. I want to tell everybody if, uh, if they'd be kind enough to subscribe to Rover Sports. We will pop up various times, particularly late at night here in the East, usually between 11 and 1. Yes. And also, uh, for all of you people out there, all over the country and all over the world. There's something called a TuneIn radio app. Please download it. We're on WTEL 610, the big sports station here 
ESPN Philly. Tomorrow night, we're going to be rocking the house from 7 to 8 with Dr. Steve Lewis, Coach Josh Daish, formerly of Memphis Tigers, formerly of New Mexico State Aggies. And uh, that's probably not the right mascot. It actually is. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, that's crazy. And uh, we also have Val Thompson. And, again, leading in for all you Philly fans, there's a lot of you guys out there. Oh, of course, there's going to be football lot, stories lot with Brian Baldinger, Gary G. Cobb, and, of course, Dave Spadaro, who runs Eagles Digest. So want to thank everybody for logging in. Share it. Tell your, pa- your, your patients if you're a doctor like me. And if you're not, just tell your friends. But, anyway, we want to say – Thanks a lot. Good night and good sports.